Hi, this is Diana with Following Foo. And this is Juliet with Moldy Oldies. And this week's podcast, we're going to talk about the time we met and the Indianapolis and Wrigley shows. It's a really, really special one. (laughs) And we're both a little nervous. It's probably the most (laughs) special one because this was like history right here. You know? It was. (laughs) It like started a partnership started the the foo version of Thelma and Louise it did I I love that analogy too <laughs> I know stands that you know driving a car off the cliff hopefully that doesn't but, happen yeah <laughs> and I hope we, we haven't killed our husbands yet so <laughs> or ex-husbands yeah he's lucky <laughs> ex-husband thank you <laughs> but yeah so, so you- uh so to start I'll just start by saying how it started with us um someone I think posted on uh 60 the group 606 on Facebook um club 606 right yes club called, right? okay and uh said something about maybe starting a line after the shifty show I want yeah say. I think that sounds right because because people were trying to figure out what time they were lining up for the Wrigley show last July. Yes, and then people were talking about because Shifty was doing two shows in um, in Chicago before um, the first night at Wrigley with Foo. So I think he was doing a Friday show, and then a Saturday show. The Saturday show was at the Chop Shop. Yeah, the Saturday show, the one we went to, was at the Chop Shop. It's at the Chop Shop. So we both had tickets for that. We didn't know each other yet. Um, but I I went on to that post and in the thread said, all right, well, who wants to slumber party with me <laughs> after Shifty on the streets of Chicago? And like nobody responded. I think people were just laughing at me. Well, and, and everybody at that time, no one lined up for shows until like six or seven in the morning it wasn't a thing to line up very early right and I kind of figured I'm like well if we want to get rail for a show as big as Wrigley we need to like really be aggressive about it so I was fully prepared (laughs) to like go completely by myself you know I I got the air mattress idea from Amy Lundeen and I was like I will Mm -hmm. sleep on the streets of Chicago by myself if I have to, but I think I want to line up after the Shifty show. And yeah, I asked if yeah. somebody wanted a slumber party and nobody responded. And then Diana was like, I'll slumber party with you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it started. And then I think I private messaged you. Yeah. And then I didn't, did you already have tickets to Indianapolis at that point? Or did I talk you into going to Indianapolis? I can't remember. I had just decided to go to Indianapolis, like just decided because my friend who lives there was like, hey, if I get you a Foo Fighters ticket, um, would you drive down here and come? Because I want to get rail. I've never been rail. And I know with you, I have a better chance. And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I'll be there. So decided like kind of wasn't going to do it. And then she got me my ticket. If I just drove down there, so. Ah, okay. And then for people who aren't aware, the Indianapolis show was Thursday and the two Wrigley shows were what, Sunday and Monday, I think? 
Sunday, Monday. So Indy was July 26th, 2018. And then uh, there was, so was that, thir- that was Thursday, right? That was the Thursday because I had a, I drove home and then I went to Chicago on Saturday. Yeah. Cause I drove home Friday and went to Chicago Saturday. Yeah, because we were both, like, I think tired at that point by the time we even got to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, we were both still wrecked from the indie show. Foo hangover. Indi- yeah, well, we didn't really know what to expect in Indianapolis. Luckily, I had gotten some inside information, and we learned about the VIP tickets for Indianapolis, where you can pay pretty much to get rail there. And it's a yeah. very small pit. It's, I don't know, what, two or 500, if that, in the pit. It was tiny. I remember you sent me, like, pictures of, uh, the, the venue because, and you, you were, you were like, I'm not too excited about the venue because I'm not a fan of it, but it's really small. Um, the rail's pretty close to the stage and there's a VIP thing. So if you get that, then you get early entry before anybody else. And that pretty much guarantees us rail. Well, it wasn't early entry. Remember we got to go into the club but the club entrance was what probably 50 to a hundred yards closer to the, to the stage area than regular pit line the entrance. Right. So that gave us an advantage of getting to the rail quicker than the fast pass people. It was, it was hilarious though to watch because what we met, we both got there what about an hour before the parking lot even opened or so, because we were talking outside our cars for the longest time. Right. Well, me and my friends, had actually gotten to so with the with the venue there was like a a house across right across the street from it that had like a bunch like a huge acreage so they offered like event parking yeah there. so we went and we went there at like seven in the morning because I oh wanted to just like keep an eye on it yeah keep an eye on things because I know they said VIP and we like went to go see where the VIP gate was um, Uh and there was no hanging out there because it was there was there was there's like nothing there. there's nothing there was yeah so we had to hang out in the in the at the acreage across the street and we hung out there all day and waited till about 3 30 because the gate was opening at four. So then I got, we got in my car and we drove to the gate and we sat at the gate. And then like two minutes later, you pulled up right behind me. Yeah. That's yeah. That sounds right. (laughs) Yeah. Like not like not even two minutes. You pulled up right behind us. I was in the back seat changing my pants, I think. (laughs) And you got out of your car and I'm like, Diana. And you're like, yeah, hey. And I, I like hugged you and I think you felt really awkward about it. I don't <laughs> hug people normally. So yeah, I'm I'm kinda I'm awkward in general. <laughs> I know. Like now I'll hug you. I don't give a shit. But I, like at yeah. the time I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have hugged her. I think I may have just freaked her out, but I'm just a huggy person because I'm like, we've been talking every day up until this point for like the last month. So I'm yeah. like, hi, it's so nice to finally meet you. And I hugged you and you kind of did the little pat thing. Yeah, <laughs> you were a little creepy. Did you think I was creepy? No, no, no. no I like the way you said that. No. Well, maybe a little. You're probably like, why is this bitch hugging me? 
I'm just, I'm just kind of weird in general. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, here I am. Let me give you all my love. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> so, yeah. So then we like stood there and talked for a while. Well, and then cars started lining up, what, like five minutes before the gate opened? There were a couple behind us, I think. Yeah, at they, least. it started kind of backing up. And then when it hit four o'clock, nobody was coming to the gate and more cars were coming. Yeah, because we were kind of freaking out at that we, point because we'd like done our makeup, timing medications correctly. Right. It was like our, it was our first freak out together. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then finally, I think he was like a good 10, 15 minutes late came and that sounds right right? was something like that and then they let us in and we drove to the parking lot and parked where they wanted us to and then we had to go wait out in front of the vip entrance and we got to our cars and like we like ran to that gate because we weren't sure and like everybody was like getting ready to tailgate in the parking lot and we're we're looking at us like we were kind of nuts because because they were just getting ready to tailgate. We were like, line. <laughs> we need to get yes. there. <laughs> and then we just stood there, the three of us, kind of awkwardly. And then and then Foo Kitty got there. Yeah. Our other friend who had, who had heard about the VIP and did it with us. Yes. And then they, they let us in. And then we had to go wait. So we could have either like gone to the bar and like hung out or just go right to the area where they're going to let you in. So of course we went straight to the area. They're going to let us in and started a line there. We need to be versed to the rail. And then some guy who was behind us started talking about Uh, fast pass. The guy, I I met him at the Manson show at, at that same venue the week before that. Right. Because he was saying, well, we may not get in first since there's pass pass. And we were like, oh, hell no. We we paid. So we got in. Yeah, because we paid an extra like 200 bucks on top of our tickets already. Oh, yeah. And it was so we were like majorly freaking out. And then at that yeah, point, and then we called the guy, the Live Nation guy. Yeah. And it it turned out I don't even think they did fast pass for that. I don't think I don't think who does fast pass or allows it or something because I've never seen it at a concert. Right. Yeah, food concert at least. And then I was, yeah, because I was on, I was on the phone with it. I'm like, um, there's a fast pass. Are they getting in before us? And he goes, well, they shouldn't be. He wasn't like too confident on the phone. And I'm like, well, what the fuck did we just pay you two hundred dollars for? If they're, mm-hmm. and then while this was going on, I heard you and Maggie being like, because the struts were sound checking. Yes, we could hear them, and you could almost see them. You, you could, could hear a portion of the stage, and then. Taylor must have been on the stage with them because I heard one of you say, oh, Taylor's there. Don't tell Juliet. (laughs) (laughs) And I like looked up from the phone call and I'm like, Taylor's there. (laughs) Oh my God. So then we hung up and then we were just nervous wrecks until, and then you and me were like, okay. The second notes, because they're like, you can't run. If you run, you're getting. And yeah, we were like still freaking out. And we're like, if those people get in before us, you can bet we're running. Like, I think we had this venue security kind of scared because we were just like, no, we're going. Yeah, no, we're sorry. I mean, we waited. 
we waited until they moved the gate. Like we, we didn't push or shove. We were in a nice orderly line. And then we took off like grandma power walking through the mall speed, oh like as fast as we oh could. Oh my gosh. Like for two really and, short girls, we moved fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everybody like in the back of the line was like, we're still drinking or at the bar. And they were like, you can tell you can see some of the faces were interesting. And then, so we get up there. And the indie venue, you have to, there's only one entrance into the pit. It's kind of, you go through all the seats, halfway down the seats, and then take a left turn, and it puts you right into the middle of the pit, and you have to get your bracelet there. So, like, I'm, like, I'm the first one there, and I'm, like, freaking out, and the lady's, like, you're the first one in the pit. You're okay. And at that point, I'm, like, no, I'm not touching the rail. I could trip and, like, get trampled. Anything can happen. <laughs> Yeah, so like, once I got in and got the rail, I was like, okay, I can calm down right. now. And I was second behind <laughs> you, and I started panicking because I didn't print out my ticket. I had it on my phone, and they couldn't get it to scan. Oh, yeah, I do remember that you were kind of held up there because I was there for a minute by myself. You were just on the rail by yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, like, <laughs> like, I was... Like calm down, <laughs> like it was still bad. Yeah, and I think you looked back at me and started waving me over, and I'm like, I can't. <laughs> and finally, like, it was like it, there weren't two gates; it was just the one gate in. So it's not like anyone was going to pass no, you. But it was still stressful. And oh, it was, but like, <laughs> and like finally they got it scanned, and I joined you in the in the center. We were straight center, like. I was right in front of Dave's yes. mic. Both of And then my friend Maggie went to my right, and then Fukiti went to your left. And then we were like, oh, and then we started taking pictures. We were so excited because neither of us had ever gotten center rail before. Yeah, I was, like, thrilled because I was just hoping for rail. And then once we got in there and I got center, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, the best thing ever. Because yeah, it just never happened. Well, it didn't yeah. up until then. You don't expect it. No. So that was super exciting. And then, and that was when, that was the first time I ever saw Yeti. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he was out there before Struts, yeah, I think. he was out there before Struts. And do you remember? <laughs> he, he like he was doing something over on Shifty side, kind of by the soundboard area. Oh yeah, the cases are all over. Yeah, there was like a <laughs> tall speaker or something. He was behind, and I'm like, oh my god, Diana, it's Yeti! And I took out my phone <laughs> and I started like taking pictures of him, and he like looked over and saw me, and just gave me this weird look. And Diana's, you're like. I think you're freaking him out. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even care. And then, like, he starts slowly ducking behind the tall, like, speaker to hide from me. Little did he know oh, it, at that time. For people, for people who don't know, Yeti is uh, Taylor's drum tech. Yes. I was a big fan of Yeti because he's Taylor's drum tech, of course. So, <laughs> like, it's Yeti! <laughs> and then and then what what well struts came on and they they're always great but after their show the foos didn't come out they were what 10 or 15 minutes 15. late at that point 15 going on 20 minutes 
because at that point, I'm like, well, white limo's gone. Like, there's no chance for this song. Like, right. We're counting down the songs because they're late. There goes, and then we started hearing there goes two more songs during the encore. Did we was it, did we hear it from security or was it one of the techs we overheard talking? I don't remember how. I think it was security, like it did the radio or something. Yeah, something. But the show almost got nixed, I guess. I, I don't know. I I never really did hear what the reason was, no. but it all kind of worried that they were going to cancel it after the struts had even gone yeah. on. That was we're like that would just be the shit right there you know like we finally get center rail and then they cancel literally last second so that would have sucked but they came out and we all we had a blast oh it was so fun and that was our first and i remember seeing videos of us on the and you could just see like because we're like literally always the two shortest people (laughs) so you could just see like our little blonde heads like bouncing up and down like jackhammers the entire time (laughs) if you uh get bored and have time youtube uh what was it it's a blitzkrieg bop (laughs) noblesville 2018 you'll see two blonde girls up in front that's us (laughs) you will just see it like every now and then because we're short so you can't see us when we're down but you can see us when we're up (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then but we had a blast. I mean, you could tell something was off that night, yeah. but it was still, I mean, great show. It's always a great show. It's always show. a great show. I, I was kind of at, though I learned a hard lesson that night. For me, as a Taylor fan, do not stand center rail. Because. Oh, because he's blocking drums. Grohl was blocking me the entire time. And I remember thinking <laughs> to myself, like, move, Dave, move. You are in my way. I can't see Taylor. I need you to go. <laughs> and then he'd go left or right. And I'd be like, yeah, finally. <laughs> but for me, it's a Dave girl. I was like, it was, it was awesome. Because I was like, Dave's smiling at me when he's seeing me these days. Like, it's awesome. Right. I mean, the, yeah, the eye contact you get with Dave and the smiles and stuff. I mean, that's. And I am not complaining about it at all, but kind of, because I'm like one of the three people in the world that I know that would complain about Dave Grohl being in their way. Well, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But But you're not like a huge Dave fan either. I mean, I love Dave. Don't get me wrong. I love Dave Grohl, but he's no Taylor. Dave Roll is no Taylor Hawkins. Sorry, people. I said it. Quote her on that. <laughs> I'm going to get hate for that. I, I just know it. Um, I, on the other hand, was like in heaven. With, like, the stage and the pit are so close there. I was just like, this is so awesome. It was really close. It, it, I had a blast. It was so much fun. I mean, you could tell something was off, but I mean, it was still like a great concert. They gave it their all. It was so much fun. Yes. And that was the, I don't know why that show in particular sticks out in my head. Is it when they do, when they do Monkey Wrench, he does the break and then he has everybody take out their phones? It's like, Breakout. Oh, it's Breakout. Breakout You're right, it's Breakout. 
Yes. And that one, that venue is cool for that because it's very tiered. And yeah. so if you looked back, it looked absolutely it awesome. Was, I, I can't uh, remember if you ever took a picture of that one or not. I think he did. It seems like I saw the picture from that show. I think I saw a picture from the stage from that show. I think so too. And I think it was when all the phones were, because the way the phones lit that place up, like chills, goosebumps. It was incredible. It was. It was very cool. Loved it. And then it was, what, at the end, it was so awesome. I ended up, after the show, Yeti tossed me a drumstick. And I was like, oh, my gosh. He, like, he came out immediately and tossed it to me. And I had never, well, I guess I'd gotten a pick from Pat before. But other than that, I had never really caught anything. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. I was, and I was like, and, like. And I got the set list. And you were trying to, you were trying to trade me the set list for the Taylor I stick. stick, man. I wanted the Taylor, he didn't even I don't think we even made eye contact one time that show so like there was no way I was getting a stick but yeah there you got the stick and I wanted that stick and I had the set list and you wanted a set list so I was like I still don't have a set list like that's still like I've got to get a set list in the next few months <laughs> I think you'll get one in New I don't want to say that again I don't want to have to go to eBay to get a set list no, you won't. you'll get one <laughs> yeah eventually but yeah so but yeah but yeah we were trying to do it oh it was so crazy after that because you kind of went off like and you left and I went ahead and the parking lot is a nightmare so I went ahead and I kind of just took my time going out went to the bathroom all that well I'm like in line in the bathroom and this lady comes and tries to grab the stick out of my hand and I'm like um what and she's like you can't be more than like 20 you have no idea who these guys are and I was like dude like I earned that stick I was up front and I have been following them since the very beginning she's like well you can't be old enough and like she tries to yank the stick out of my hand and like meanwhile everyone in the bathroom's like looking like jaws drop like is this lady really doing this I can't even luckily I got it it was crazy so like I yeah if I get anything at the rail you don't see it out very long if I have it just because, like, it's crazy what people will oh, do yeah. to get that stuff. The second you get anything, you hold it close to your body and never let it go. Well, yeah, in Atlanta, I had that guy trying to get my stick, too. Like, it's crazy. It people people aren't nice about that. those things for some reason. No, it was very weird. This lady was, like, trash. But still, you don't do that. No, you don't. But it was still like it was still so much fun like I had a that was like so such an awesome show it was a great show not one of my favorites but it was a great show it was an, a hell of an experience being that close it was, it was definitely a very memorable show for sure but, but yeah like it, it's not in, it's not in my top five I don't think but it was it was still a very memorable show I agree with that I think Wrigley's better <laughs> yeah yeah Wrigley was so much fun so Wrigley was so much fun um I can't remember where did we first meet up in Chicago did we meet up before Shifty Show no we met at Shifty Show that's what it was because I was with the my two friends who are one's a really really big Foo Fighter fan not like people I know now but big yes and then the other one was she's a fan just not as much so like a normal person fan right 
and um, we were running behind getting there. So by the time we got there and got to our hotel and freshened up for the Shifty show, you were already in line for the Shifty show. Yeah, because I actually went, they had a fan meetup from one of the uh, group sites. I think it was, I can't remember if it was Club 606 or you know you're a Foo food Fighters fan. But uh, they had a meetup and Smells Like Dave role played. So I went to that for a little bit. But like the whole time I'm there, I'm like, what time should I go line up for Shifty's show? Like it was really easy. <laughs> so I think I stayed like maybe an hour. And at that point, I didn't know anyone. So like I knew one person. I knew uh, Amy who had gone with us to the Indianapolis show. And that was it. So I said hi to her and I sat at the table by myself for the most of the time. And so yeah. I, ended up, I left and went down to Shifty show. And there were, I think four or five in line ahead of me. And I uh, made a friend, uh, Adam was online and I was talking to him and he was pretty cool. Yes. Cause you texted me while we were on our way there saying, I found a buddy to get in line with us. He's like a, a bigger dude. So he'll keep us safe. <laughs> Yeah, because we were worried because at that point we had like never slept on the streets of a major city to see a band. Yeah. And we were kind of nervous. We're like out at one o'clock by ourselves. I don't know. Right. And Is it going to be safe? Planning on lining up. So it worked out perfectly. And so like, we well, we we got the Shifty Show and then I think we both got, I got real for that. Did Were you up front for that or were you like second or third row? No, I was up front. I don't know how, but I went and um, stood towards the left side, but I was, I was up front. I was on the stage. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's how I was. That, that venue was really cool. Cause I was, I, I, I could reach up and touch him if I wanted, like he, I was that close. It was really cool. Yeah. I was surprised like how close we were going to be to him. And I didn't really know what to expect because I'm not a, big country fan but I'm a Chris Shiplett fan so yeah <laughs> you know so like when he that was where that was when I first met Amy Lundine oh yeah because you were standing like right near her right yeah we were kind of near her and I'm like I know who you are and I think she just kind of smiled at me like who are you <laughs> and that's the thing like we've met a lot of people on message boards and groups at that point and like we had never met anyone like face to face so it, it's kind of neat to be able to finally put a face with a name but when you first do it you're, you come off as like really creepy <laughs> no it's kind of creepy and I think I even said to her because I'm like I know who you are because you're like kind of foo famous <laughs> and she just laughed and she's like I think she gave me a hug and I we introduced ourselves and and that was that was it. I, I know Sarah was there, but I didn't meet her. I don't really remember where she was even at. I think she was kind of center. So I, I was over off to the, I, I wasn't really to the side. I was still in the center, but it was like to the right, just a bit. Right. One or two people at that. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was such a great show. It was. And like, I was so surprised how much I liked his music acoustically live. He is great acoustic. Like, I know you had the band in England with him, but, like, I really hope he doesn't bring a band when he tours again because I really like his acoustic shows. Yeah, it's something about it. And he's so, like, it really – and he's so funny. He is. And, he, and and after the show, he will, like, sign autographs and take pictures of people. He's so nice. Like, I never expected that because, like, on stage, like, when I've been on his side, everyone's like, 
he like I don't ever notice him smiling much. So I'm always like, oh, Pat's side's more fun because he always smiles and bounces and it's Pat. Right. And like, I don't know. I just never liked his side as well. And then after going to his acoustic shows, I'm like, maybe I ought to try going to his side again right. sometime. Right. Because it's, it's kind of surprised. Like when you watch Boo Fighters interviews and stuff, it's, you know, mostly Dave talking, some Taylor, but like the rest of them don't really say much. Mm-hmm. So to not really have known his personality and then learning how just how kind and personable and funny he was was that was awesome that really like I became a huge Shifty fan at I know after that I think a lot of people do after they see him yeah like show I meant to go see him I had tickets in 2000 was it 17 West Coast Town came out but I won tickets and then I bought tickets I was gonna go see him twice and the, it was the same weekend, and the morning we were supposed to leave, my son got a 104-degree fever. Oh, and I had one like for a radio station private show. Oh, no. And I was just like, I can't. Like, if, if his fever wasn't so high, I would have gone. And then, sure enough, right about an hour or two after, like, was the latest time we could leave. Fever went down. He's fine. Of course. So I missed it. But... Since then, I've seen him. Damn, gosh. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, since last July, though, I've seen Shifty four other times, I think. I think it's a four. I think it's four. But it, he always puts on a great show. He's, he's great if you can ever catch him. Yes. No, I, yeah. So I'm trying to think. because We saw him three times Foo Week. And I saw him in Memphis a couple months ago. So you've seen him five. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll definitely go if he has any other shows anywhere close. I'll definitely go because I mean, it's he puts on such a great show. Yes, for sure. Definitely go see Shifty if you have the opportunity. So back to Wrigley. (laughs) Then after Shifty's show, I had talked with Adam like during or before his show because we were kind of talking lineup time because I knew he was kind of a hardcore fan. I'm kind of, I was like, I'm getting Wrigley Rail. I had been like working out for months. So I was ready to run. Like <laughs> I had prepared. And so I, uh, we were talking and he's like, yeah, I'll go right after the show if you're going. So we got an Uber and I went back to my Airbnb and grabbed the chair, my chair. And I can't remember if he grabbed a chair at that point or not, or what he did, or he was staying close. I forget. Anyway, we go to and grab my chair. And then we walked from my Airbnb, which was right behind the cubby bear and walked over to Wrigley thinking, oh, we're going to be the first ones. Well, we see Amy Lundeen there. <laughs> He's like, we're about the same distance away, and she's able to get to where it's at sooner. So she beat us by like 10 seconds, I think. And I, was <laughs> back, I went back to my hotel to get my stuff, and you had sent me a message saying, you need to hurry. There's people already lining up. And the second yeah, you like, said that. Yeah, I'm not going to make it. I was just know. like, oh, no, she's got to get here. The second you said that, too, I was like, I bet you it's Amy. And then I said, who is it? And you said, Amy Lundine. And I was like, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Like, I think Shifty Show let out about midnight because we got to Wrigley right at about one, I think. You got there at one. I got there at one thirty. And I think I was number th- Amy and her friend, I think, were one and two. I was number three, three I was, or four. And I was three I was or four. Five. Yeah. 
So we were like, you were the next one there. And then like no one came for hours after that. It was like a five for the longest time. Until 5 a.m. Yeah. But that was the best part was the line between like one and five. Like it that's was so scariest. It, it should be the scariest, but seriously, that's been my best line experience until like what I'm expecting at New Orleans. Like I'm expecting that line to be a blast. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be. Well, I'll be hungover probably is going to be the problem. <laughs> it's going to be a mess. Yeah. But... Stressing and all that. But it was, the Wrigley line was so much fun because we were, we, we got there. So she, so Amy had the air mattress. Was it her? She had an air mattress. And she then had you an had an air mattress. And I had an air mattress. And I had a chair with a footstool. And like, so we get there and we do our normal line pictures, like the numbers on our hands. Because for those who don't know, whenever a lot of us get in line at a show, we number our hands so we know who's, like, when the doors open, what order to be in. And so that way, if you need to, like, run back to your hotel or run and grab food, like, most people are pretty relaxed and will let you come back to your spot. As long as you're not gone, like, eight hours. Right. We don't so you can't be gone long at all. Yeah, like, hour max. Yeah. But, so anyway, we do all our pictures and everything. And then, I think it started with... A guy walking down the street with a bottle of Jameson. That was and, before I got there. Okay, yeah. So that, yeah, that was the first thing. That this guy walks down with a bottle of Jameson. His buddy has like, I, he had, uh, I think a six pack or something or a box with I forget how many beer in it. I'm not a beer drinker, so I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so he's like, "You guys want to sit in Jameson, or you guys want a beer?" And like, we're all like, "No, no, no, we're good." So he leaves a couple of bottles of beer, like O'Doul's or something, <laughs> something nasty. And we're like, okay, we're not going to drink that. But he had offered us some Jameson too. And um, yeah. So we had people doing that all night. But then what was it? What happened after you? O- got- the drunk Australian cowboys. Oh, that was my favorite part. They would. No, first there was that guy. Who kept walking by? Oh, try it. Who are you? Who are you here for? And we'd say Foo Fighters, and then he'd start singing not a Foo Fighters song, thinking it was Foo Fighters. Didn't he do like Michael Jackson and Fall Out Boy or something weird? Something <laughs> like not weird. even not even close. <laughs> and we kept going. That not again. Not Foo Fighters. <laughs> hey, that's, that's not Foo Fighters. And he'd walk by again, singing a different song, thinking it was nope, not Foo Fighters again, sir. You were wrong. But I think by the fourth time, he got it. He did. I think he started singing, like, Learned Fly or something. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> and then the Australian cow, the, they were these two Aussies with cowboy hats came walking up, just hammered. And, and they looked good. <laughs> I mean, they were kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I mean, they were a little bit, a little bit sexy, but little, I think it was mostly the accent. They were young though. They were like 22, 23. They were like babies. <laughs> they were babies. And then one was, I think I have a video of him. He was, was he dancing? He was dancing. And then he eventually got on the air mattress with you and Amy. <laughs> no, that was the other cowboy. Was that the other one? I thought it was the dance. Oh, so he, yeah, he was watching while the other one danced. Yes. And then me and then me, Amy and the cowboy all snuggled on Amy's air mattress. And there's lots of video and picture proof of all of that. Yeah, that was a good time. 
too. I was the little spoon, in case anybody's wondering. Um, <laughs> but we couldn't get them to leave. Like, they wouldn't leave at all. No, they wouldn't leave us alone. We were all really trying to sleep really hard. Yeah, because we knew at that point we were not going to get much. And they yeah. wouldn't leave. And then people randomly started pissing beside us. Like, and then across this, like, everybody was, like, pissing everywhere around there. It was so gross at one point. Yeah, there were just drunk people peeing everywhere. Uh, yes. The next morning, we ended up having to go stand right by where they had all, like, peed and everything. It was so gross. Uh, yeah, that was gross. And I think you, oh, you sm- it was just, it was disgusting. It. it was gross and dirty. And I could not. I couldn't sleep. And every time I'd like kind of doze off for a second for like even a nanosecond, some loud fucking drunk asshole would be walking by and shout something at us. We were so tired by like 8 a.m. Like I feel sorry for anyone I met before like noon that day because I was so exhausted. Yeah. It, it was because and I get crazy. Sleeping. Yeah. Oh, but we can't forget about the pork rind guy. Oh, yeah. As I- <laughs> That's like another, that was good. So anyway, we're like all, you're trying to sleep on your air mattress or, or no, you were, we were talking or something. Maybe the Australians had just left or something. But I think they, the sun was coming up. It was starting to get light out. And I was laying on my air mattress, smoking a cigarette, frustrated that I couldn't sleep. Yeah. And we were all at that point, we were just like, we're not going to get any sleep because it's starting to get light out. Yep. And so I was on my phone or something and this guy comes up and he's eating like a 99 cent bag of pork rinds. He walks past us, stops at the intersection, comes back and he's like, is she smoking on an air mattress? <laughs> and, and you were like, yeah, or something. You, you were getting kind of cranky at that point. And the guy was like, Dude, I think you need these worse than me and handed you his like half eaten 99 cent bag of pork rinds. He did. The the nice gentleman gave me his pork rinds because he thought I, I needed them. Wasn't that nice? <laughs> no, he was special. Kind of, I don't know. Like some of these guys though were pretty wasted that were walking by us. Like I was I was kind of nervous part of the time. I know, but when a homeless guy thinks you need his pork rinds more than he does. Yeah. <laughs> Is sleeping on the streets of Wrigley for a Foo Fighters show the best idea? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we need, yeah, we should have thought about that more before we did it, because, and it turned out, there were only five of us in line until 5 a.m. We could have shown up at, like, 4.45 and been fine. Shit, we could have shown up at 9 and been fine, because, like, yeah, the people who got there, there was, like, 20 people, maybe? Not even, no, there was, like, 15 I was shocked at how few people there were there by eight or nine in the morning because I was yeah. really expecting it to be bad. And it, like, now I'm just like, eh, I'll take my time, chill out, relax. Yeah. Now we're like much less rushed about it. Well, we're not stressed. Stre- I don't know. We don't stress as much as we did back then because we've done so many rails since then. That was like our second rail. So it was kind of, and it was Wrigley. And it was our real first, like, real lining up experience for it. So we didn't know what to do. Yeah, so there was a lot of unexpected. Yeah, we could have, yeah, we could have slept that night. God damn it. We could have slept in our hotel rooms. Oh, that would have been nice. Like, I don't know. I was exhausted by the time we got up there, but like, (laughs) it was, it was fun, but I was really tired by the time the show started. Yeah, no, it was dead. And then when that sun rose and came up, it got so hot. 
and this is the crazy part. So we got there at whatever time and we tried to line up right on the Wrigley side of the sidewalk. And they're like, we own these sidewalks. You are not allowed to line up here. So they're like, you can go across the street. So we went across the street and that's where we lined up. Well, when it got light, what about eight, probably about eight or nine o'clock when people started getting there, they're like, okay, we need you to line up across the street the other way next to this building, which is where all everybody like took their piss breaks at. And where we had been was in the shade. So we go across and it's like dead sun. And it was so hot. And we were there till probably what noon? Till they moved us back over. <laughs> yeah, they moved us back over and started a line. They started like a gate, like a little shoot for all the GA line. Yeah. And it was nice once they moved us back because then there were there was a rail, like little railing. So we were tying blankets to the rail and like throwing them over the high fence behind us to get like a little bit of a tent because it was so hot. I I was using my air mattress pump as a fan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, and we because were all chugging water. It was so bad. We were frying like bacons in a pan. It was so hot and like you I remember you were like think you were like well it wasn't that bad and I'm like you were lucky enough to be under the the blanket tent yeah you probably yeah it was only four people could fit under that and I was not one of the four that got to be under it was very bad like it was okay and I'm like a heat person so if you put me in like Arizona or somewhere 100 degrees dry heat I'm good like I like it warm and I was burning up like it was bad it was it was it was horrendous like I was I I that was one of my most miserable top three most miserable line experience was that heat that sun was unreal that day was bad and And it was had no sleep so like I completely exhausted by and getting your ass kicked by the sun it was horrible and then so like we have people who are who are on the groups showing up at like nine and ten that morning, like Amy, Amy uh, B was one of them. And I oh, remember met her the first time. I remember being rude to people who came up to me who were like, Oh, I've seen you on the groups. And I'm like, Yeah, go away. I need sleep. Like <laughs> you know, you gave them the marker and you were like, You're number whatever here. <laughs> I'm like, so anyone, if you meet me in line. If, if it's like before like 10 or 12, I'm like a normal person. I'm not a morning person at all. Like, <laughs> you want to meet me some other time? Like, come back afternoon after I've had my pizza and coffee. Yes. <laughs> but then, that was one cool thing yeah. about Chicago was I was able to get that was my first time ordering pizza to the line. Which, yeah. and that's kind of a routine for me is I'll find a place to deliver pizza to the line so I don't have to leave to go get food. You always have to start the conversation. Hi, um, do you deliver pizzas to sidewalks? Okay, well, great, yeah. because we're on a sidewalk. Well, and they wouldn't there. They deliver, so I was like, okay, there's a bar across the street. Just deliver it to the bar and I'm right across the street. So tell your driver to look the other way. And the guy, the first, I think that was the first day that I ordered pizza to the line and they, uh, took it in the bar and we're looking for like 10 minutes and they called me because I was like just call me when he's on his way and he's like I couldn't find you I'm like yep I told him I was right here in this line I'm not leaving and yeah. it, it worked best pizza I've ever had like I'm dying to go back to Chicago to get this pizza because I'm gluten free she still talks about that pizza I'm seriously gonna drive five hours to Chicago for pizza one weekend like it's I'm yeah I'm a foodie though a junk foodie, not like an actual eats like nice stuff. 
Yeah, if it's green, she won't eat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheetos are good. Candy's good. Pizza's good. <laughs> salad, not so good. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a that was fun. And then that afternoon was just. I think we were all trying to sleep at that point, but we were so sweaty and icky, none of us could sleep. There was no sleeping when it was that hot. It was miserable. It was horrible. So then, like for in the first half of the line. Like the ones that had been there forever were baking in the sun while the other half of the line had shade. Yeah, the people who showed up at noon got to be under this little overpass. And I think they all ended up being like rail or second row too. And they had gotten there at like noon. And so we were like, oh my gosh, we're going to die. (laughs) Yes. That was, I remember being really bitter at them. And then I remember you coming up I think it was probably about three you came up you went to take a bathroom break or food or something and you came up and you're like um people for GA are lining up over on the other side I think I took a walk around just to get in some shade because I was so hot like yeah and like so I don't know, probably about a half a block, like halfway down Wrigley, they had another entrance next to the porta potties, which were on the news later that night for other reasons. And um, sad, very sad. But right at that entrance, I saw a GA line starting. And so I like scurry back as quickly as I can. I do the mall power walk thing back. And and I tell the line, I'm like, hey, are you guys 100% sure this is the entrance? This is the one that's on my ticket in the email I got, but there's a GA line up there. And I talked to some people at the box office there and they're like, yeah, GA can go in any entrance. And I'm like, um, we've been here. Like there's a lot of us down here. And we had a and, sign in, in, in front of our line that said GA line starts here. Yeah. And it was, we finally got that straightened out, but we had like an hour of a freak out. They had to radio people. They had to get like the head Fred who was in charge of GA or security or something down there to fix it. Well, no, what had, happened, what had happened was Amy Lundin said, oh, hell no. Yeah, she's the one who fixed it. And she started walking down that way. And I go, hey, can I come with you? Because I yeah, you wanted to, to see go. this go down. I, <laughs> I was like, I'll be your wingman. I'll be, the, I'll be your hype man behind you going, yeah, what she said, you know. So <laughs> Amy's marching and I'm right behind her just marching. We go down there. And we go to that group of people and Amy goes, who are you guys? You guys GA? And they said, yeah. And she goes, lines back there. And they go, they told us we could line up here. And she said, no, 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 no. GA's back there. That's what they told us. There's a sign over there. We've been here since one o'clock in the morning. You need to come back here. Some of them were like, okay. And they came over. The others were like, no, well, they told us we were fine here. So we're going to wait here. Then we marched down to the box office uh, to like the security area, like through where you could talk to them through the gate. Yeah, I remember like, yeah, Amy's just like, this is, this is bullshit. We've been here since one in the morning. We need to make sure everybody's going to GA where they're supposed to line up for GA. And we had that saying, you line up here. And that's where they had pointed all the entire time. Because we were not about to let people who had just gotten there at three or four o'clock in the afternoon get ahead of us when we've been there since one in the morning. 
And if she I hadn't done that, I, I think they would have let him in there. I think so too. I think they would have let him in in every entrance. But yeah, because Amy saved the day because she's amazing. She's the best. You should if you go to a show, meet Amy. Meet Amy. You will love Amy. She's she's awesome. So yeah. So then that got us, and then like people started showing up. About what time did doors open that day? I think five or five thirty. And and well, and the people whenever they came down, they tried to cut. Yeah, they tried to like several hundred people to get near the front of the line. And then they were standing in the street like they were going to rush the door. Mm-hmm. And so finally, I, I think we all said something to the security people. We're like, hey, those people were up there. They're trying to cut us. They're, tr- they're going to rush the door when you open it. Yep. And then I think they got pushed back then. They did. Someone sent them back because like I think security finally realized that that was going to be a problem. Yes. But it, it eventually got fixed. And then what they had us, I, th- I think we had a little bit of warning before they opened doors. It wasn't much, but we had, I mean, we knew what time they were going to be, but they came out and started getting us ready to go because they came out and gave us wristbands early. Yes. So that way the first, however many, once you get your wristband, you're in, they don't have to scan your ticket again. Yep. And then they all took, they took the whole line to, there was how, like the, how many metal detectors that it turned out to be? There were like eight or 10. There were way more than we expected. And, and then they had a set. Well, we had to line up. And the at people the- who had gotten there at like later in the afternoon were first in line for a, a entrance. Yes. So it was, it was somewhat stressful to say the least. And I was, I will apologize to anyone I met at Ripley that day. I was very snappy and yeah. It was not a fun day after that long of a line. No. Well, and so booze came up. Then it was worth it. Yeah. But standing at those, like the security had no idea what they were doing that day. Well, and we were just like, where do we go once we're in? Because at that point we were trying to figure out where, where is this putting us on the field? Because I don't mm-hmm. think at that point we even knew where we were going on the field. Like if we had to run the length of it or if we were on the side. Yep. And, and then we, we were getting in shifty side when you and I wanted Pat's side yeah so that worked out so okay they after the metal detectors they get us all through or they get us all lined up and then as soon as they're like okay doors are open it was a free-for-all like people so were rushing I kind of know how I got so far behind everybody but I, I took off fit through and there was a hundred people in front of me I ran like, or I, okay, so I go to the metal detector and they're like, walk, walk, you can run once you hit the white. And like over the field or the nice grass and everything, they had these little white squares. I don't know what they're called, but like tiles. And they, and I heard a security guy say, you can run once you're on them. So I'm doing my mall power walk as fast as I can. <laughs> and I get to those tiles and I just took off like a bat out of hell because I've been practicing. <laughs> And so I realized it put us on shifty side and I was like, oh shit, I got to get over there. Because then you have to run all the way around the walkway to get to Pat's yeah, Okay, so it, we came out, we actually came out beside the stage and it put us out to the back of shifty side and not quite to the seats, but pretty close. And then we had to run like, so I, I knew Pat's side was the other side. So, and there was a catwalk. So I ran and sprinted as fast as I could around that catwalk. And then like, I look up 
and I get up there, I pass that corner and I'm like, there's no one here. I'm the first one on Pat's side. So I was like, so thrilled. And like, I sprinted and got the spot I wanted, which was the corner, like right where the two rails meet, right where the catwalk comes out. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah, I was so like, I'm stressed just thinking about that day. No, I'm like shaking thinking about it because I, because I got so far behind you and I don't even know how it happened. But you were the next person there. You were the next person on Pat's side because everybody came in and went to Shifty side. Every, but yeah, but did you notice as soon as I touched rail, then there was a rush of everybody was there. Like I barely made it there. Yeah, you barely barely made it it there before everybody else because I got so far behind, but I ended up running past everybody because I've never ran so hard in my entire life. I sprinted and I didn't practice before lesson learned. And I I had, and you had, and I had it. And yeah, like I'm there for probably, I was there probably 10 or 20 seconds before anyone else came to Pat's side. Cause I think some people didn't realize that that was a catwalk at first yeah. at least. And cause I looked up and I saw some of the, uh, stage hands, the roadies looking up and laughing at us all. Cause we were sprinting, getting the rail and we were like leaning over trying not to die. Yes. And not to mention on zero sleep. Oh yeah. We, we were wonderful to be around. <laughs> And so, yeah, so we finally get our spots. The crowd's getting thick behind us. There's um, a girl next to, on the other side of Diana than me. Um, she's very <laughs> tall. Oh, and yes. She was wearing high heels on yeah, top she, of it. Yeah. And she was taller than this guy. Yeah, she was tall. Like, there's a picture of me and Diana on rail, and you can see... We're like half of this girl's body. Because yeah, she... I was like, I think at armpit level, bare, like my eyes weren't at armpit level. Like the top of my head was there. Like I was teeny compared to her. Yeah, she, she was, was very tall. Nice. She was very, very nice. nice. Yeah, but we then, got there and I was a little bit scared. <laughs> but then, and this is what happens when you oh, are heat exhausted and just exhausted on zero sleep. And all of the stress and the anxiety of that day. This this is what happened. So, and you had to get water because you almost passed out. Yeah, I had to get some water. I sat down at the rail for a minute and the security guys were like, do you need to, do you need to get up and go? Do you need to go? And I stood up. I stood back up and I said, nope, I'm fine. <laughs> thanks. I'm like, I'm not leaving. I worked way too hard for this to leave. And then all of a sudden I feel my friends shove into me behind me and I turn around and this guy shoved his way up to the front to start harassing the girl that was next to the tall girl yeah I think her name was Jenna or something yes Jenna and he's first he comes up and he starts yelling at her and he's like why would you be wearing heels first of all you're tall enough second it's a Foo Fighters show why just yelling at her for wearing high heels it was kind of a flirty yell though it was kind of weird and awkward for everyone around it was super weird and awkward because he wasn't being quiet about it well he was trash too yeah I think so and then I remember looking at the security guard in front of us and he was looking at him and I looked at the security guard and I said are you going to do something about this and he ignored me but kept watching him but wasn't doing anything about it. And then I turn around and look back and I see that the guy has her like 
pinned against the rail. So he's got like one hand on each side of her on the rail. And she's like, okay, so I'm in the corner. So she's got the, she's on the side near the catwalk. So she was like right there kind of in the corner too, a little bit. Yep. And she was pushed into it because he was cornering her into that spot. He pushed people. Yeah. And nobody was doing anything about it. And I was pissed the fuck off. And I turned around and he said something to her right at that moment. He said, you can call me whatever you want, baby. And I said, how about douchebag? <laughs> and he like, turns around and looks at me or looks down at me because he was also very tall. Yeah. And it's kind of funny that the only one that was willing to do anything about this, not even the security guard, but was the little five foot one girl of crime <laughs> who was just filled with rage and anger from being so tired and hot. And I was well, like, so we were still in the sun at that point. Like we were still, still in the still sun. Baking. Yeah, there was no there was no break there. And he looks at me and he looks down and he goes, Oh, oh, do you remember this? Oh, oh, what are you what are you gonna do, little little miss four foot nothing? And I just looked at him and I'm like, Wow, that was really clever, dude. Hey, why don't you back the fuck off? Because me and my friends have all been here since one in the morning and you're really pissing me off. And he like, he, and you were scary when you said it. Like the people around us were like, "Holy shit, she's gonna go crazy!" I like went <laughs> Chihuahua on him or something. I don't know where it came from. I've never done that before in my life. For the record, I don't know who that person was, but I wish she would come out. Funny to watch and to think about it afterwards. But at the time, we're like, "Oh crap, is she gonna kill this dude?" Like it was kind of like, a, <laughs> she's gonna get a fist fight before the show starts. I was ready. And I think I must, I even scared him, apparently, the six foot four guy, because then he's yeah. just like, okay. And he turns around and walks off. And I'm like, all right, problem solved. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of like the highlight of, of my, I felt really badass in that moment. <laughs> you were, like you scared like everyone around us. We, were, we didn't know if you were going to snap or not. <laughs> Don't worry, I would have just taken it all out on that guy. He was just about to get it. If you ever meet us and, like, we're kind of crazy, like, it's probably exhaustion. And, yeah, we're not nice if we don't get sleep or food. We have to have some sleep and food. But we're really, like, the nicest people, usually. You meet us, like, the day before at the bar. Like, so, like we're good then. <laughs> well, well, the day after the bar, I will love you. I will be like, I love you. We just met. I don't care. I love you. And you're perfect. <laughs> and I think those are some of your exact words from the rainbow in November. <laughs> I told, like, when I sat on your lap to hug your head and tell you how much I loved you. Like, I that was like, it. what, seven shots of tequila in there, too. Yeah, alcohol's a happy drug. I mean, yes. sorry, you know, but sorry. If to, maybe, no, alcohol is bad, kids. Don't drink. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So then, who was the, who opened for Struts? Mil- I always forget their name, like Milk Honey or Milk? Milk Belly. Was it Milk oh, Belly? Yeah. Milk Belly? I liked- yeah, I liked them. I thought they were good. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think they were bad. They weren't bad, but. I didn't like them. Yeah, they, they were okay. Like, I'd probably go to a show, but I wouldn't pay more than, like, 20 bucks. Like, 
Maybe not even that. Nah. Nah. I, and I honestly, while, while they were on, I remember like my head laying in my hand on the rail. Like I was thinking. You weren't, you weren't doing good. No, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to, to make it to after Foo Fighters. I don't know. And then the struts came on. And we love the struts. And, and that was their last show. It was their last time. show with Foo. And Amy had given us all glasses. Was that the show she gave us all glasses to wear or was that a different show? No, that was the show because it was their last show. Because they didn't have any of the fall dates or something booked or they weren't, they hadn't they been were asked. Their own tour. Yeah, that's what it was. They hadn't been asked to like come back to anything yet or something. And so we all had Struts glasses on and Luke at one point looked like he teared up a little bit when he saw that. Yeah, it was, that was special. And that, and that, I don't know what magic the Struts have, but it didn't even matter that I had been up for almost 30 longer. No, I'd been up for over 30 hours at this point. I think we probably all had at that point because yeah. none of us really, I think we got an hour or two here and there in the line. Like I think that first night at Wrigley, I only got a couple hours of sleep. Yeah. If that, that was all in the line. Yeah. Didn't get a wink. Yeah. And that's I not was, I was It was very, it was very rough. Yeah. So, but when the struts came on, it was like, it, I for, I honestly forgot about how tired I was. I just wasn't tired anymore. I was excited and happy. And I, I think I told this to you and I told this to Amy Lundine that I imagine it to be like giving birth. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> like giving birth analogy. I don't know. I don't have kids, so I don't know. But just from what I've heard about giving birth, that like it's really horrible and painful for like a good you know however long and then the moment the baby's born it's like oh yeah that's why I did this and that's kind of what it's like uh for me when I get real (laughs) (laughs) I think the analogy works very well I don't know I don't know you've had babies you tell me oh I I had the good kind like I had the drugs and the cutting and like all that's right you cheated yeah, I cheated. Like I had it planned. I, I think I had like three or four contractions ever. None with my first. <laughs> yeah, you. Pl- yeah, you were. You I did it the good way. Out. Yeah. But yeah. So and then yeah, and then Foo Fighters came on, and then we were even more. Okay, so the Foo's when they came on, wow, that was that was such an amazing night. That was. So was so much better than the indie show like just from the start oh it was it was like and there was definitely a different vibe that you really got from Wrigley than really still anywhere else that I've been like the vibe there was just wow amazing yeah definitely one of the better shows um but yeah so they they came on and the energy was much higher and I mean, there was a few times where I just like had to stop and just take in the moment and be like, holy shit, there's how many people here? How many people went to Wrigley? I kind of had that like, my surreal moment was during times like these, there were like these awesome blue lights and I have a video of it. And and Dave was just at the entrance to the catwalk, like right at the start of it and blue lights hit him and like, oh my gosh, it just like, I will never have this moment again. Like. It, I don't know. It's such a weird thing that happened. It was, it was very odd. It was just very cool. 
It is. And when you take in that moment and you're like, like how grateful and how lucky I feel to get to be in the exact spot that I am for such a huge show. Yeah. I mean, it, it was very, very cool, especially being on that rail. Oh my gosh. Like the guys were definitely interacting. Yes. There was lots of, I got, even I got a few and I usually don't get that much Dave attention, but even I got some Dave attention that night. And I'm not sure if he recognized us because I think at that point we were so hot and tired. Like I had thrown my hair in a ponytail, so I'm not sure if anyone was able to recognize me. I know, but we had our, uh, I had my team Taylor shirt on and you had your team Pat shirt on that night. Yeah. And that you could tell that a couple of them laughed at those shirts at one point. Yes. Did you, it, I remember it, you, you nudged me and you said, Taylor just looked at your shirt. Cause he yes. Like, didn't he like, he looked, he like sat down. When he came out, he came out, he saw me and he sat down, but then he stood back up. Yes, he did. I do remember that. And I wasn't sure if that really happened until you nudged me and you were like, Taylor just saw your shirt. And I'm like, okay, okay. I thought maybe that happened, (laughs) (laughs) but I wasn't sure. But like, and we're really short. And I think you're just like, just like an inch or two taller than me, aren't you? Yeah. It depends what shoes I'm wearing. (laughs) Yes. But when, when, when I'm on rail, it's, it's very difficult to see any shirt that I'm wearing. So, um, I have to stand on my tippy toes and hold my arms up as tall as possible to really stretch my torso out and then kind of lean back. (laughs) So (laughs) so when they came on stage, I did that to make sure that Taylor would see my shirt and it worked because he did. Yes. Yeah. And they were all very, I don't know, the couple days of rest that they had just did them good or something like they were in such a good mood that night. And it was just awesome. And I think that night was sold out, wasn't it? They were, They both ended up being, didn't they? Yeah, I don't remember. Night two was sold I out. Knew, okay, was sold I know. Out. Yep. They were both sold out shows. Ah, okay. Um, night one sold out really fast. Night two took a minute, but they sold out. Yeah, yeah. added night two later, I think, because I had bought night one tickets, and then like, I, then I think they were like, okay, here's night two. Yeah, I was only going to night one. Yes, Note, I do remember that. I was only going to night one. As of that till will- the next day, I was still only going to night one. I'll explain later. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good story. But yeah, the show, oh my gosh. And then uh, Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick came out at one point. That was pretty cool. Well, that was after. So Taylor comes up to do Under Pressure. Oh, yes, I do remember that. He comes up and he comes and he stands right in front of us and he starts singing. Mm-hmm. I, and- I, did he I can't remember. I know he sang to both of us at one point. He sang to both of us. He say he came. He sang to both of us. I think it was right in the beginning. Then he uh-huh. goes over to the other side, and then he comes back over, and he stands and he starts singing to me. And he pointed and at you. I think he pointed at me, and I <laughs> remember. Okay, so at this point, <laughs> I'm already laughing because um, I know where this is going. <laughs> It's a very embarrassing story for me, but it's really funny in hindsight. Oh, it's so, hilarious. I, all I've wanted, and like, I've never gotten to go to a Foo show before, you know, the, the Des Moines show. So this is only my third Foo show at this point. And all I've ever wanted in life 
was attention from Taylor Hawkins. I don't think I really thought what would happen when I got the attention um, because I wasn't prepared and he pointed at me and we locked eyes and um, I did this thing uh, where I, just a little, <laughs> I, I freaked out and I go, Oh, Oh God, it's me. <laughs> and I, I like reached my hand up and, and waved like a dumbass, <laughs> just kind of like a twitch. And then I realized what I did and how stupid I must have just looked to him and I couldn't handle it anymore. So then I ducked and I literally, you guys, I hid. I hid from Taylor. I hid. I ducked down. I saw this. She hid behind the rail and he still was there singing to you laughing. I know. And that's embarrassing. I literally and we were all ducked. Up, up. <laughs> you were all pointing at me. <laughs> you're pointing Melissa's behind me pointing at me and I'm hiding from him oh my god it was so hilarious to watch I know you were was, like you were having issues but like I it, for everyone around and I remember I peeked up to see if he was still there and he was and he was smiling and laughing and I was like oh god and then I hit again <laughs> Yeah, I do remember that. I remember you bobbing up for a minute. I bobbed up. Nope, he's still there. Damn it. Back down. <laughs> okay. Can't and I think handle was... interactions, apparently. <laughs> well, he was still laughing at you, I think, by the time he was still up at his drum kit, wasn't he? I don't even know. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> it I was so still... hilarious. <laughs> and then I, like, stood back up, and I think my face was bright red. I could feel it really, really hot. And I looked at you, and I go... Oh my god! And you were just laughing your ass off. <laughs> I still do think it like that was so funny. Like, yeah, you had like you almost had to be there because you were like seriously so freaking out. Like, it was it was funny because of the time it was happening to you, but it was also hilarious to see your reaction. Like, your reaction was like perfect. <laughs> like, I can't even imagine what my face looked like. I don't want to know. I think you kind of went white almost or red. Like you're, you kind of just <laughs> a little bit. You were laughing and crying. <laughs> so then, ever since then, after that, you were like, because my next show after the Wrigley ones was like pop up, and you were like, okay, but don't hide behind the rail. <laughs> yeah, and then we, I think we were kind of always like, hey, remember that time you hid behind the rail? <laughs> I'm an embarrassment, and I don't know how I have friends. Because <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm just we're really glad. You. We're no, laughing with you. Y'all are laughing at me. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. And then, yeah, and then Rick Nielsen came out after that. Ah, okay. And I was, because I was really excited that I got Taylor. I remember this, because Taylor stayed up front. And then Rick Neal oh, came out. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. I think I had that on video, but it was that night. I kind of, I was so tired. I forgot some of it. Yeah. I just remember because I was like, I really excited because I got two upfront Taylor songs that night. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. It doesn't usually yeah. happen. I mean, other than it was just pretty much the standard set list though. Other than that, I don't think they threw anything like too much in, did they? I don't think that first night. No, did just the Rick Nielsen. They did the Cheap Trick song and um, shit. 
Shifty did a solo that night, didn't he? Did he do Under My Wheels? No, they cut it for Rick Nielsen. That sounds right, yeah. But we got more of an encore that night than we did an indie. Yes, yes, and they were still having a blast, even with the encore. Yes. And it was, it, we all had fun. Like, that was, that was a great night. That was a really good night. And then after, when they came up and did their, like, Taylor walked up and I, I still say, I think he was trying to throw me the stick. I think he was too, because he remember. I mean, I think he saw the shirt. I'm like positive. It was the shirt. Right. Because he came up and he, I, I was like, Oh my God, this is it. This is it. I'm getting a stick. And then he like, cause you know, it's a, it's a, what's it called? An are- it's not an arena. It's a stadium stadium show. So the rail is farther back from the stage. Oh, it's a long way. Like, I had to zoom, even though I was, like, right there. Yeah, you're still farther back. So it's harder to – so he, I think he tried, but it, he threw it too hard because it went just right – the person, like, a couple people behind me got it because he just threw it too hard. Yeah. And then, and then after – we were going to walk you because we were going to the hotel to – crash and then we were going to leave the next uh, morning so but we walked you back to the line yes because at that point I was going to get back in line which is another story (laughs) yes you were going to get back in line and then I was uh, going back to the hotel so we but then you decided not to because we walked you back to the line and then you were like well Actually, I think I'm going to go get a couple hours of sleep because nobody else is lining up. Everybody was like, okay, I'll take a number and I'll come back in five hours. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not waiting here by myself. Yeah, that's not how that works. Because you would have been there by yourself for hours if you Yeah, and it's still Chicago. And yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So then we all walked, walked somewhere together trying to get out of the, like, huge mass of people. Yeah. And then... Yeah, and then you that I went back to you me. went to your Airbnb. Yep. We walked you back to your Airbnb and then we walked Yeah, you um, got a cab or an Uber there. Yeah. We got an Uber and then went back to the hotel. And then when we got to the hotel, we were walking um walking up and there was like a group of people standing in front of the hotel. And they had like stuff in their hands like they were waiting for somebody to sign something oh okay and Melissa and Jess went inside and I stayed back to smoke a cigarette so I'm like I'm standing there smoking and I'm staring at this group of people and I'm like who are they waiting for I'm like who's at the hotel this is like, there's no way it's Foo Fighters, right? So then finally, <laughs> I'm just like, I go up and I'm like, hey, who are you guys waiting for? And the girl looks at me and she goes, Foo Fighters. And I go, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm like, are they <laughs> staying here? And she said, yeah. And I said, oh, oh my God. And I almost <laughs> wanted to cry right then and there. And I'm like, oh, have they, um, have they, have they come? back to the hotel yet 
And she's I'm like, not- a couple of them have, like Shifty and Nate are already back and they're and Rami and they're waiting for and Pat, I think. I think they said they were waiting for Dave and Taylor still because and then she shows me her autographs. She said that like I don't remember which one, but some of them were just scurrying inside like as fast as they can to avoid this weird crowd of people that stalks hotels. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, because that's weird. Anyways. So <laughs> um yeah. And I, I, I was just like in chat and was like, I can't. So Dave and Taylor aren't here yet. I'm like, I wonder if I should stay in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I remember, like, I stayed out there a little bit longer. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll smoke another cigarette because why not? Just in case. So I smoke another one. And every time, like, a black SUV would drive by, this group of people <laughs> would start, <laughs> like, running down the sidewalk. Like, it was weird, man. <laughs> It was weird. Like people, some people are weird. Anyways, I ended up being like, you know what? Right. I've been awake for 40 hours. I need to go to bed. And um, yeah, went to, went into my room and just crashed, but decided I was going to get up early to go down and get coffee. And uh, that turned into an experience. <laughs> But we'll talk about that for the next episode. So come back next week. We'll be talking and finding out what happened the next morning. Oh. In bum, bum, bum. Cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs>